Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Basement Talk podcast. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Howdy, Dandy. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy baseball. Happy baseball. We normally never record on the weekends. This, this is this is like um, unfamiliar well, territory. Technically we do. We record on Sundays for the fantasy show. True. True. Sunday nights. True. Yeah. Yeah. That no. That is that is right. But outside of football season, we usually do not record over the weekend. But this is a special case because it's baseball, and who doesn't love baseball? And it's gonna be a big preview show. Yep. Yep. It's almost there. The, baseball. I know. Three days, basically. Two days. Yep. Two so days. Two day. days from now. Yep. Yep. I'm hyped. I'm very hyped. Um, I mean, I'm ready to. I'm ready to be heard again. But I'm also hyped. <laughs> <laughs> The long suffering of being a being a New York Mets fan. I'm just yeah. ready to be heard again. I'm ready to be heard again, but I'm also <laughs> hyped. I want to go to a game this year. I want to. Go, well, I went to a game last year, and I want to go to another one and see that giant scoreboard in person. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw. Well, you probably didn't because you don't follow the Mets on Twitter. But like, oh no, no. Were, I, I, if you're talking about the the um, the illustration that. Um, MLB the show how it had of the New York Mets scoreboard and how just giant it is compared to its actual size, then yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, you don't, because that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, well, excuse me, work husband. Please continue. Well, so that made me lose my train of thought. But um, the Mets posted, I think it was the Mets, they posted on Twitter, they're like, just making sure the new scoreboard is working. And they were playing Mario Kart 64 on the scoreboard. That's amazing. <laughs> that's absolutely amazing. It's fantastic. Ugh, that's that's nice. I I I I I appreciate that more than you know. That is a bucket list item for me is to play video games on a giant scoreboard like that. I I do appreciate and this. This may be one of the only. Well, eh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the the Mets organization may have some may have some uh, some culture enthusiastic people within their organization. Yeah, I think so. They're 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 a great organization. You know, it's it it's nice. Is that bigger than the scoreboard in Yankee Stadium, or is it the same size? I think it's the same size. I think maybe maybe City Field's one is a little bit bigger. Maybe. Yeah. Well. Anyway, we could talk about scoreboards forever because I feel like a lot of teams got new scoreboards. I think they at the Citizens Bank Park, the Phillies got a new scoreboard. Um, also, so I don't know, maybe it's uh, it's that time of year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or that time of whatever. There's like we're due for a new one. Um, but we're talking about you know season previews, and we're going to start off with uh, division winners. And who we think is going to win the division, and also you know wild card teams as well, because that that's also a part of it. Who's going to make the playoffs, uh, yep. that sort of thing. Division so, division winners, wild cards, World Series picks. Uh, who's going to win the World Series, and then the individual award winners as well. So ALNL MVP, ALNL Cy Young, uh, and then Manager, manager of, the year. of the Year. You know that sort of, that sort of jazz. Yeah, not Rookie of the Year because that's random. So yeah. we don't yeah. know. We'll know who. Wins rookie of the year probably by the all-star break. 
because that's usually how it goes. Because, you know, a lot of, I can't believe teams are still doing this with like sending down their top rookies to the minors. Service time. Cough, cough, New York Mets. Cough, cough, Brett Beatty, Mark Vientos, and Francisco Alvarez. Darren, Darren, Ruff, Darren Ruff for NL MVP. Darren Ruff can fly a kite, so to speak. <laughs> I so dumb. Oh, I didn't like, I didn't like JD Davis, but it turns out we got a worse JD Davis. Who would have thought? Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, <laughs> so let's start off with the American League and. Um, we'll do the division. We're not going to do it all at once. We're going to do division winners for both leagues, then wild cards or division winners and wild cards for both leagues. And then we're going to do like playoffs, like who's going to come out of each team, each league and then world series. So let's start off with the, with the AL and who are your division winners? Who are your wild cards for that? Oh, so you just want to, you want to start with, uh, just each division and go down and just go down the, uh, the list. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, not in order, not in order, to... but like you know, start on the AL East, then go to the AL Central, then the AL West, and and you know, just kind of uh, sit on it. Whatever, yeah, whatever you want to do. I was so, I was thinking of just like naming them all, like all six, but whatever you want to do. All right, so we'll we can do it. We can do whatever, whatever, uh, whatever you want. Um, so for the AL East, I have the Yankees winning the AL East. Mm-hmm. Right behind them, I have. The Jays, then a bolt, then a bold take here. Bold take. I have the Orioles finishing ahead of the Rays. I knew the or I as soon as you said bold take, I was like the Orioles. Yep. The Orioles, Brandon Hyde might win manager of the year. He's very close to being in that in that conversation for sure. Uh then the Orioles, then the Rays, and the and then the Red Sox um in in last. But you could you can honestly you could make a case that there are four playoff teams in the uh, the AL East, and I would and I would definitely buy it. The only problem is, is that there is a team. There are two teams now in the AL West that are really going to just slug it out, and and potentially as as well. You know, you have a couple a couple teams in in, in the Central that uh, could make some noise, despite how bad really the the Central is. Like you could you could realistically have the third place team in the AL East might have a better record than the team that wins the Central, which is crazy is that kind of what happened last year uh yeah i mean the um even what was it the guardian the guardians right yeah guardians yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. the guardians just yeah they backed into the playoffs and i mean good on them for beating for winning their series but um or did they win their series no they lost no, the they, paid, they lost the yankees they got a they got a buy they missed a wild card round um, but yeah, the, the guardians did back into the playoffs though. <laughs> and yeah. honestly, it's kind of crazy, um, that that was, uh, the case. And I mean, they kind of got what they deserved in that respect by running into running into the Yankees. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. because yeah, it's just an Aaron, an Aaron judge just playing for his bag. Yeah. If there was any reason why baseball should go to like a one to six, it would be that. But then they'll never do that because no, baseball loves their traditionalism. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Adam, who do you have? Uh, who do you have coming out of the AL East? Um, 
it's probably the Yankees. Okay. But I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. The Rays always do things. Um, the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays got a little bit worse, I think, um, no, over the offseason. They're still, still good. good, though. But their pitching staff uh, leaves a lot of questions. Um, Jose Barrios wasn't great. He wasn't consistent last year. Kevin Gossman was amazing. Um, we already knew that. Yes. But, um, and then the offense, you know, I don't know. I just don't know about the Blue Jays. I think the Yankees are probably the more complete team out of that division. So they'll probably win that. Definitely doesn't help though. If the Yankees are coming into the season already limping where you have Carlos. I know Rodon. they have like no pitchers. Yeah. Carlos Rodon is now out. Luis Severino is, is going to be out. Uh, Frankie Montas, who the hell knows with him. I think the only, the only two guys they have in their projected rotation that are going to be healthy for opening day are, are Nestor Cortez and Garrett Cole. Yeah. Which is just crazy. And then you have, uh, Harrison Bader, it's gonna it's gonna miss time. So, hooray for Aaron Hicks in center field. Get ready for it. Yep, Yankee fans love Aaron Hicks. Oh I, uh, God, <laughs> Aaron 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 Hicks, Josh Donaldson, and Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Yeah, Oof. justice justice for Anthony Volpe. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be rough. Um, but yeah, the Yankees are probably gonna win the division, and then I agree with you on the Blue Jays. And I don't think that I think it's only going to be two wild cards coming out of the AL East. Ooh, very interesting. It's gonna okay. be close though. Okay. All right, the AL Central. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it was the Guardians again. I mean, the Twins got better, more or less. Um, the the win the twins just have to stay healthy, honestly, for them to yeah. you know succeed. And then the White Sox are due for um, positive regression, so it might be a tougher division, but it might also just be like a you know a division of teams that are horrible. Like uh, remember like the NFC West of like 2010 when the Seahawks won with a losing record, yeah. kind of like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's probably going to be the Guardians. At this point, I'm going to say it's the Twins. Interesting. Say it's the Twins. It's very close between the Twins and the Guardians. I actually don't have much faith that the White Sox are going to uh, really string it together. They just have so many question marks in terms of durability, with guys all over the roster that are just injury red flags. With uh, Yohan Moncada, Lance Lynn. Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez. Yeah, you you they had did, Andrew. They Benetendi. did lose. They did lose Jose Abreu. That's huge for them. Yeah, yeah, that is a, a massive, massive problem. Um, but Andrew Vaughn, who's going to replace him, has a pretty high ceiling. Um, just where he factors in that lineup is going to be a question. Adding, adding Andrew Benatendi uh, is going to be is going to be pretty good for them. But uh, I had the Twins winning that division. Guardians are are, are second. I just kind of look at the Guardians. And I say to myself, you know, you're gonna you you kind of need Stephen Kwan to continue to do what he did to build on to build on last year. Uh, you need full seasons from Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, Aaron Savali. It's a lot of things that I think have to go go right. And I think Cleveland overperformed last year, whereas Minnesota underperformed, and they're 
they kind of have the same issue where it's like, okay, you have Carlos Correa there back. I mean, how that that saga that lasted for an eternity. Uh, if Byron Buxton can stay healthy, uh, if Max Kepler can stay healthy, uh, Jorge Polanco, much of the same thing. The, the pitching staff as well. The pit, they need the pitching to just stay upright with Pablo Lopez, Tyler Maley, and, and, and Sonny Gray. It's basically you're going to talk about the Twins and the Guardians. You're talking pretty much one and the same. Um, but I'll say the Twins win the division. Very close, though. Very, very, very close. And then you have the Tigers and the Royals that are just going to uh, really round it out. But I'm very, very excited to see uh, Bobby Witt in his second season, as he proved last year he is a just a a superstar borderline generational player in, in the making. Yep. Plus the Tigers guys um, with uh, Torkelson as well. Yeah. Spencer Torkelson and, and Riley Green. Torkelson needs to uh, have a rebound season, but I think he has it. He has it in him. His, his stuff in spring has looked pretty good. Yep. Um, do you think that the, I guess the Guardians, do you think the Guardians uh, fight for a wild card spot? They'll be in the mix. Yeah. They'll be in the mix for sure. Okay. Um, okay, the AL West. I feel like this division is going to be a bloodbath. Interesting. I mean, you have... Well, the Astros could probably break the Mariners' record for wins with how fucking amazing their team is, even with Jose Altuve out for an extended period of time. And no Justin Verlander. Yeah, but their pitching staff is amazing still. Uh, Very good. Very, very, very good. And hopefully... Hopefully they do give now that Verlander is is out of town. Maybe Christian Javier now gets that solidified uh, spot in that rotation, and you also have to hope that uh, Lance McCullers is back and healthy. Obviously, he's had the elbow injury for it seems like forever now. It just feels like maybe the inevitable Tommy John situation there. I mean, hope not. But that definitely is a, a massive concern for for Houston. Yeah, and I feel like um, any combination of LA, Seattle, or Texas could win the uh, could win a wild card in that division. Interesting, because I I have this very much as a, as a two team two team race. I don't have the Angels or the, or the Rangers anywhere near it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's between it's between Houston and Seattle. I'm still gonna go with Houston, but if Seattle were to take this division, I would really not be surprised with how I actually kind of think that the Mariners did a really, really good job of closing the gap. I mean, we know they had the pitching, but they needed more in their lineup, and that was kind of their downfall as to why they couldn't pose as to more of a threat. They added the two decade long playoff drought but they have to take that next leap now and bringing in Colton Wong, Teoscar Hernandez is really, really going to help them on top of Julio Rodriguez, who really is the anchor for that entire team. Um, Seattle really does have a chance at this. And I still am leaning Houston because of that experience, but questions about the the rotation and then questions about, you know, what this lineup kind of looks like without, uh, Jose Altuve. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot for the guys of of like Michael Brantley, uh, Kyle Tucker, and um, Alex Bregman 
and Jordan Alvarez as well to kind of pick and up Jose the, Abreu uh, the slack and Jose Abreu. Yes, but yes, I knew I was forgetting somebody. That was the one I was forgetting. Jose Abreu. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he just signed over the off season, so I get it. I think I agree with you. It's going to be um, Houston and Seattle out of that division, but I think I don't know. Bold prediction out of for the wild card. I think it's probably. I think the Angels might actually break through and uh like if they have a healthy team huge if massive if can't predict injuries you don't want to predict injuries but you know there's a really really good chance of the angels um you know getting the wild card if they do stay healthy and you know fighting with, with baltimore for that last uh wild card spot I just feel like with the Angels, we've seen this song and dance before. I know. I mean, and it could that, be Texas too, honestly. But that's yeah. another team that's like you have to stay healthy. Yeah, the, like, the, what, the Rangers. Yeah. The Rangers are probably that one team where I could realistically see them either being seventy wins or pushing 80, 85 wins. And that's also with the Angels very much in mind. Is I think the Rangers are very much that where you have they they brought in. Obviously, they were in Jacob DeGrom, but you also have Nathan Eovaldi on that staff now, Andrew Heaney yeah. on that staff now. Those are all huge durability red flags for them, and I just don't know if they have enough in their lineup to really supplement on the extreme high end, that rotation being one of the best rotations in the American League. That's on the super, super, super high end. That if yeah, you could but- tell me that you have DeGrom... Um, Nasty and the that 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 do inevitably stay healthy, which is not going to happen. I mean, there's a re- there's an even more likely chance that John Gray is going to be the ace of the staff again because of the injuries. Yeah, it, it is it is entirely possible, and John Gray is well, John Gray. Yeah, um, I mean the lineup's okay. You know, you know Corey Seager and Marcus Semien are still going to be solid. Mm-hmm. The Texas Rangers are an interesting team. They have such a wide range of outcomes. Yeah, that's, with them. that's exactly what I said. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they all over the place. All over the, all place. Over the I, place. I feel like they have they have more of a ceiling than the than the Angels do because the Angels, the Angels lose Trout or Otani, they're in big trouble. Yeah, which Huge, is what has happened. Humongous trouble. Yeah, um, they don't really have too much other too much depth outside of that. No, no, they don't. And I mean, does Anthony Rendon play a full season? Probably not. No, probably not. And and you know, what are what do Hunter Renfro and Brandon Drury add to add to that lineup? It's a deeper lineup with them for sure, but there's still obvious question marks and 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 the pitching is really what's gonna make uh the Angels tick or not. Yep. All right. So let's do a little bit of a recap for our American League. And so I had the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Guardians, the Astros, the Mariners, and the Angels as my playoff teams. And then you had the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the Gar or the Twins, the Astros, and the Mariners as your Correct. I had teams. the in seeding order yes. for those that go crazy about that. I have the Yankees, then I have the Astros. Then I have the Twins. Then I have the Blue Jays, uh, the Blue Jays, the Mariners, 
and I'm going to go with the Orioles. Okay. And that's just that's, over that's the Guardians. Di- that's the difference between yes. both of us. Yes. Just over the Guardians. Very close, though. You mean the Angels is what I said. No, I had them getting it over the, over the Guardians. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant in comparison to my predictions. That's, oh, no, no, okay. no. Yeah, the, guard, the Guardians I have out. The Guardians okay. are the team that, 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 that mess. So Mariners, okay. Blue Jays, Mariners, Orioles are your wild card team. No Guardians, no Angels, and no Rangers. Okay. Gotcha. And no White Sox. Yeah, and, and no White Sox. You, you might as well just say no athletics either and no Royals if we're just saying all the teams that are not being, they're not making the playoffs, but whatever. No Red, no Red Sox. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. National League. Starting off with the National League East, I will go first this time. I, what I said in the open is very true. I am ready to be heard again. I did, I don't know. Until the Mets prove me otherwise, I don't think that they're going to, that they're going to win the division. I want to be wrong so bad about this, like so, so bad about this because fuck the Braves, <clears throat> but, and fuck the Phillies, honestly, because they could also win the division. Um, But I just don't, the Mets are still going to be, they're going to be in second to Atlanta, but um, I think it's still going to be really close down the stretch. Um. And yeah, until proven otherwise, I think the Mets can't, just can't get it done. And as far as division wise, um, so for the Annalise, I'm having the Braves win the division, and the Mets and Phillies are your two wild cards out of that team or out of that division. Here's your bold prediction. You ready for this? Are you going to say that the Mets aren't going to make the playoffs? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I I incited the wrath of Mets fans last year uh, when I said Atlanta was winning the division, and I proved to be right. So blah, 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 to all all the Mets fans. Um Atlanta I got you. Atlanta has the best record in baseball at the end of the season. Better than the Dodgers? Over, over the Astros, over the Yankees, over the Dodgers. There's there's your bold prediction. You want you wanted a, a super, super I, I wouldn't say a bold take, but it's a bold take. Atlanta Atlanta has the best record in baseball at the end of the season. Because I think, I genuinely believe that they are the best team in baseball. The Atlanta Braves. Interesting. And the Mets, the Mets are a playoff team. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to come on here and go on an anti-Met crusade in a way that Again. I kind of sort of did last year. But the Mets are a playoff team, 100%. And the Mets... The Mets absolutely got better. They needed to improve in a vast amount of areas, and they did. I love the fact that Justin Verlander is now that number number two or 1A, 1B guy to Scherzer. Because Verlander, you can rely on. Jacob deGrom, for as good as Jacob deGrom was, slash is, and the guy is a Hall of Fame talent. But he could never stay healthy. He He could never stay healthy. Verlander, you know you are get, going to get quality innings out of every fifth day. And he's going also, to he still be isn't there. staying healthy, DeGrom, because he's missed time in spring training with the Rangers. Who, exactly. who could have seen that coming? Exactly. And then you look, and then now you look at the lineup where Pete Alonso is a bona fide MVP candidate. Uh, I love the upgrade of going from McCann to Omar Narvaez, and then eventually. We're going to get to a point where the 
golden gem on top of the crown that is the New York Mets when Mets fans finally get their wish and they get to see Francisco Alvarez show up. And he's well, they cut. I think they called him up too early last year. I think it was just weird that they cut that they're like, you're going to make your MLB debut in the last series of the season it, with humongous playoff implications. Sure. It, sure, it just doesn't make any case. sense. And I think having Omar Narvaez there as a veteran presence um, is going to be really solid for for the Mets. Yeah, but obviously the biggest blow for the Mets is losing Edwin Diaz. And it's uh, he, yeah. he's the he is the best pound for pound closer in in baseball. Uh, there is no way there's nobody out there that is going to be able to replicate what Edwin Diaz does for the Mets bullpen. Um, it's not going to be something that's noticeable every single week, but you're going to have moments during the season where games get a little bit hairy and then you start to really curse the world baseball classic and say, Oh shit. Well, we wouldn't be in the sticky situation if Edwin Diaz was, was here, but well, honestly, still, if I, it didn't happen to the World Baseball Classic, it probably would have happened during the regular season. Uh, I mean, it's just you, you could it, you, you could look at it that way, but like it's unfair whatever. to go go off on the World Baseball Classic. It's also unfair to say that Edwin Diaz was it was going to happen, you know, one way or the other. It's just a really it's real it's a really shitty situation for everybody. Um, but as a non New York Mets fan, I thank God I won't be able to hear the trumpets for a, another uh, another year. Thank. No, thank if you God. watch Braves games, you can see or no, uh, no. I'm saying because William Contreras is walking me to play for the Braves anymore. Yeah. So maybe he has it with the Phillies. We're with the uh, Brewers now. Right. Uh, yeah. what the hell oh, is God, what the, the hell? Braves traded for Sean Murphy. Fuck! I just remembered that. Yeah. I hate Atlanta so much. <laughs> A's A's South. Yeah. Oakland. I know. Oakland South. But but with with Atlanta. With Atlanta. And we took we, we just went on a sidetrack talking about talking about the New York Mets. Um I mean, if you could if you could tell me that I think the biggest piece for Atlanta is obviously you know what they have in their lineup with Sean Murphy, Eddie Rosario, Michael Harris, Austin Riley, uh Matt Olson, Ronald Acuna. The, the lineup is just is just stacked. The line <laughs> the lineup is crazy. The big X factor for me for the Atlanta Braves is Mike Soroka. Hasn't pitched in what's going to be two years. If Mike Soroka can stay healthy, and then you add another arm to that rotation on top of what they have and then what they also have in their bullpen. Ooh. It's a te- it's a team that is really set up to succeed not just in the regular season but then also in in the playoffs. I think I think the Braves like I said they finished with the best record in baseball and I also think that they are, are a big time big time favorite to get to the World Series. Uh the Phillies Phillies will be in the mix for sure and I also expect a, a little bit of a leap from the Marlins as well because for all the things that I've said about the Braves and the Mets, while how good they are collectively, the bold take here, and, and this is kind of a spoiler for what's to come, I'm going to say back-to-back NL Cy Youngs for the best pitcher in baseball, Sandy, Sandy Alcantara. I don't think that's too hot of a take. I Honestly. don't think it. I don't think it is either. But when you say back to back Cy Youngs, it's so hard to do. Yeah. But he 
he is so good. He's ridiculous. He, he's so good. And this is also considering that, that that in Major League Baseball, you have arms like Garrett Cole, uh, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander. Alcantara is insane. Well, plus you have even, you know, Corbin Burns and Shane Bieber and yeah. the, go the down Astros the list. guys, Robbie Ray, Kevin Gosman. Yeah, Luis, so many Cast- guys. Luis Castillo, go, go down the list. Yeah. Go down the list. There are so many. We're, we're in an era of baseball where, yeah, of course, we're in a big-time hitters era, but we're also in an era where there are just so many really, really good frontline pitchers. And Alcantara might be the best of the bunch. I'm interested to see how pitching looks in the first month of the season and hitting, honestly, with the new rules. Oh, yeah. that That's an entirely different conversation is you have that's guys a new, that's that... That's a second podcast that we could do, like a supplementary yeah. podcast just about the new rules. But the, with, the, with, the new rule, with the new rules, though, it's going to make baseball so much more watchable. Like you're not going to be sitting there for three and a half hours watching a baseball game. It's going to be two hours, like two and a half hours for a baseball game. It's the same amount of time. It's the same amount of time as we have watching the New York Rangers every, every single week. Yep. Like that's, we, that's fantastic. I agree. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see more hits, honestly, and more hits that should be hits as opposed to, you know, where hits that were always hits that were just ground outs because of the shift. Cause you have a guy playing in like shallow right or shallow left um, hits up the middle. I'm excited to see those again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. The pitch clock, I think is going to be the one thing that I'm really going to keep my eye on as a, because baseball players, and it's nice that they had all of spring training, obviously to get accustomed to it. But um, baseball players, I feel like, you know, they're creatures of habit and very routine oriented because it's a game that, that you play every single day. So it might still take more adjusting in the month of April. Um, and, you know, obviously late March as well of players adjusting to that, adjusting their routines and being more ready and uh, things of that nature. So, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how that works out and how that impacts the game early on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's going to be it's going to be a great experience for for everybody. I think it's going to make such a huge difference to just I'm excited to see players the watchability of the game. Yeah, I'm excited to see players that, you know, that really got victimized by the shift um, really coming back, it, coming back to life, so to speak, like having huge bounce, bounce back seasons because of the shift not being a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, resurgent seasons from those guys who I can't think of at the moment, but I'm sure. But there are a lot, you know, Joey Gallo, for example, or something like that. Yeah, and the um, one then the one thing that I wanted to touch on before before we move on to the to the, to the central and Adam, you're you're 100 right that you know you could see potentially guys that at, at a faster pace it could it could absolutely help them. But I think just for the overall fan experience, you're going to have your baseball your baseball hardos that are going to watch baseball no matter if it's a two hour and eight minute game or a three hour and forty eight minute game. But I think for the more the more common casual baseball fan. This is going to be just so, so, so good for the game. If you make it in relation to how basketball and hockey 
are in terms of the fast pace of it. Football football is in its own different brand. I don't think it's fair to compare the NFL to, to the rest. But I think this helps Major League Baseball close the gap in terms of watchability for the casual fan. I agree. I agree. All right. Let's move on to the NL Central. Yes. Um, this is going to be a tough race between the Brewers and the Cardinals. It always is. I know. Tell me, stop me if you've heard this one before. Um, it is going to be a tough, tough race. Who comes out on top? Probably the Cardinals. I think it's the Cardinals because hmm. the Brewers just kind of like lost steam um, last year. You know, when they were really needed them to to start winning games because the Mets were would have if they did then the Mets would have faced probably them instead of the Padres um in the wild card series which would have went way 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 better but I really do think that they yeah they lost steam they're in a weird situation you know they were basically sellers at last year's trade deadline and you know they've already pissed off Corbin Burns yeah as oh well. my god <laughs> Like, what is going on with the Brewers? They're a mess. An absolute They're a mess. mess. Yeah, and, and not even just Corbin Burns. You have guys that need contract extensions. Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Willie Adamez, and it doesn't look like they're coming. So what are they doing? Yep. What, what are they doing? And Corbin Burns, the market that he is going to have, and I believe he's a free agent in 2025, that's when all of his arbitration years are up and he's just unrestricted free agent. Oh my God. I mean, he's going to get a Garrett Cole and then some contract. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I mean depending on anybody, what the Mets give Otani. Anybody who's going to free agency in 2024, I'm so sorry because obviously <laughs> it's going to be the winter of Otani. But in 2025, you're talking, if you want, if you're looking for a frontline starter, Corbin Burns can absolutely be that guy. Uh, and Brandon Woodruff could be a solid middle of your rotation guy, if not high end, a low end number two starter. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Adam. I have the Cardinals winning winning this division. They're just, they, they are so consistent. And you look at the team that they have, this is an even better team than the one that they had last year. And not to mention, they also have one of the best farm systems in baseball. So you take what they have now, you add youth to that. That is the recipe for success that you need to not only have control of this division, but dominate this division for the next four to five years. So yeah. the um, Cardinals, the yeah. Cardinals will win this division. It will be close. It will be close. I'm not saying I'm not saying that that it's that it won't be, but there's so much turmoil going on with the Brewers. Definition of consistent with the Cardinals. The Cardinals are my would be my bet to to win the win the NL Central. Losing losing uh, Adam Wainwright as as you know an, an innings eater does the stink. Um, but still that rotation is is still going to be uh, very 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 good. And you got to hope that that Jack Flaherty is going to be able to uh, to keep upright because he he is another one that definitely has uh, his durability concerns. Yeah, I was also I was actually going to say that also because they yeah their rotation. Um, did have a lot of durability issues last year. And I mean, they, they were still good, but yeah, they do need that. They do. They just need guys to stay healthy. And um, 
but yeah, their bullpen is great. Uh, and their rotation is also really solid. And I um, also, as well, I also, and, uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh are going to be in the cellar of this, of this division. The Cubs won't be in that group, but what I will say with the Chicago Cubs is they are a year away. They're a year away from being very much in the mix of this. And I, it would not shock me if this time next year we're on this podcast talking about the Cubs making a play to win this entire division because of what they have, of how they're trying to improve this team, being in the market now for more pieces, and then with the three-headed monster of prospects that they have coming up with Brennan Davis, Kevin Alcantara, and Pete Crow Armstrong. Yeah. They're, they're arriving on the seed for real in 2024. Might get a glimpse of them in 2023, but the Cubs, they're a team to watch for next year. I think I think the Cubs, if they can hover around 500, I think it's a really, really good season for, for the Cubs, and they can have the opportunity then in the winter, build on what you did this year, and get yourself in a position for next year, which the NL Central is always going to be very winnable. And the Cubs now would have a, a possibility of then now being back very, very much in the mix to win that division next year. Yeah. And I think that the Cubs are going to be interesting because they signed a couple of uh, reclamation projects over the off season. And I just want to see if Cody Bellinger like actually sucks or not still. Yeah. Yeah. And Especially could, with the shift being banned as well. It could help. It could help him being in a, in a small, I don't want to say a smaller market because Chicago is just a huge market for baseball, but LA to Chicago, you know, well, it's LA a lower is one pressure. of the biggest markets it's a, in sport. It's a lower pressure situation. The Cubs aren't expected to, you know, win, complete, compete for the playoffs um, as opposed to the Dodgers where like Cody Bellinger can kind of just like, he's free to kind of just work on himself and, um, you know, try and rebuild his game and uh, without the pressure of being like, well, if you suck, we have like five other players in the system that will happily take your spot and be better than you, like yeah. with the Dodgers. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think it Cardinals for sure. And then the NL West. Really, I think it's the same six playoff teams as last year <laughs> for me. Um, you know, the Dodgers and the Padres. And so I think, yeah. So my predictions are basically the same six. We're going to run it back with the Braves, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, Dodgers, and Padres. So (laughs) the Braves, the Cardinals, and the Padres get in as your three division winners. And then the Dodgers, Mets, Phillies get in as your playoff teams. Milwaukee misses out. Okay. So is in that order? Dodgers, Mets, Phillies. No, it'd be Mets, Mets, Dodgers, Phillies. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So the oh Mets, Phillies in the playoffs sounds chaotic. <laughs> it, yes, it does. <laughs> but I mean, the Mets destroyed the Phillies last year. But also the Met, the Phillies have noted Mets killer Trey Turner. So <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, all right. So who do you have coming out of each league? So I have in the American league, I have the Yankees. Actually, 
Also, who do they beat in the in their respect their respective championship series as well? Yankees beat the Astros, and the Braves and the Braves beat the Padres. Ooh, throwback World Series. Yankees, Braves in the World Series, and I have the Atlanta Braves beating the Yankees in seven games to win the World Series. Did they ever actually, they played, right, in the mm-hmm. World Series? Yes. In like the mid-90s? 98. 98. Was it no, 98? Wait. I thought 98 was the Padres. It may have been 97. It was. But that's going to be interesting. Yeah, now you have me question, questioning myself, Adam. <laughs> or was it when I was born? Was it the year I I was born? I I think it's the I think it's the ninety six World Series. Yep, ninety six. The year the year I was born. Same the year I was born as well. Uh, okay. So Yankees Braves, a little bit of a throwback. Um, and then you have the Braves over the Yankees in the World Series. Yes. So, um, this is gonna be this is tough for me. I think I have the Astros beating the Yankees again in the ALCS. They're going to go back to the World Series. But it's going to be a tough road for them in the playoffs. It's going to be a tough road for both of those teams, honestly, in the playoffs. Um, I don't think it's going to be as um, decisive as it was last year. Um, I'm being generous by saying it's decisive (laughs) as opposed to what I could say. Um, but yeah, I think that the Yankees are not going to make it over the hump over the Astros, uh, this year it's, but it's still going to be close. I think it's going to be, it's probably gonna be six or seven games in that ALCS. It's going to be a tight one. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. It will be Yankees. Yankees Astros is going to be so tight. And then the NL, uh, the NL is going to be really tough because the NL has so many good teams in it. And like you could make an argument for every single one of these teams to make it out of the National League. And so I think that hmm, I think that uh, it's probably going to be the Dodgers over the I don't even think this works with the bracket, but Fuck it. The Dodgers over the Mets in the NLCS. Okay. So, uh, and Yankee, yeah. Then Yankees Dodgers. And who do you have winning the World Series? No, I have Astros Dodgers. Actually. Astros Dodgers. Forgive me. Forgive me. Astros Dodgers. Again. Um, again. I think the Astros, how poetic that would be. Uh, the Astros win again legitimately this oh, time over the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the the sound that you just heard is uh, a whole horde of people turning off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? All the every Yankees fan in existence just yelling fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, that's 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 what I have. Okay. So now let's pick some uh let's pick some award winners, shall we? All right. Well, we already know who you want for the uh, NL Cy Young, who is uh, yes. which is uh, Sandy Alcantara. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I kind of agree with you. 
I mean, he's so good. He's insane. How can he not? He's insane. And yeah. and obviously, obviously, I am remiss in my duties if I do not mention the possibility of one of the Mets guys being also in in that conversation. Scherzer, uh, Verlander. Honestly, I would even look at potentially out in Los Angeles with Julio Arias. He also could be a, a sleeper sort of pick to to win to win that as well. And then of course, of course, you also got to look at, at you know Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff as well. Yep, absolutely. Um, and even like one of the Padres pitchers as well. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. potentially. I mean, the one, the one that I would pick for the Padres would probably be Joe Musgrove. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, NL Manager of the Year. Who do you have? Uh, Brian Snicker of the Atlanta Braves. Makes sense. Um, and then for me, I mean. Kind of like the Jack Adams Award in the NHL. I feel like the NL Manager of the Year or the Manager of the Year is basically the which team surprises the most award. Sure. Sure. So I think it's pro it might go to uh, Oliver Marmol if the team if the Cardinals do really well. Um in this Good uh, job. in <laughs> in the playoffs. That's a very, very, very good shot. But honestly, I could even see I could see Bob Melvin winning manager of the year. Um, and obviously Snitker as well. Uh, Rob Thompson in Philly, if he's able to recapture lightning in a bottle. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, that is that. And then the AL, who do you think wins American league Cy Young? Oh, we didn't do NL MVP. Oh, NL MVP. Of course. Of course. Who wins NL MVP? Very, very, very close race. You have the guy, you have the pick anybody out in uh San Diego, uh, pick anybody in the AL East. For me, there's three candidates, three concrete candidates Ronald Acuna, Pete Alonso, and Juan Soto. I'm gonna go with Juan Soto. Would Bryce Hart, what about Bryce Harper in the mix? In the mix, I think. Well, would him not playing in the field? Factor in and hit like hurt his MVP odds because of his uh, you know elbow surgery. In a way, in a way, it could hurt him. Um. Okay. So yeah, it's going to be really, really tough. And you also have like, you know, what if Fernando Tatis does things like he could win MVP. Um. Yeah, Trey Turner could. Can. Trey Turner could win MVP. Yep. Like it's it's crazy. It's absolutely. Um, crazy. Uh, I don't know. Just like literally take your pick. I would love for Pete Alonso to win MVP because I don't know if you know this. Nobody on the Mets has ever won MVP. No, nobody on the Mets has ever won MVP. That is correct. We've won like a million Cy Young awards. Yeah. But no MVPs. So it'd be great for Pete Alonso to be the first MVP in Mets history. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's it's really tough. I wouldn't be shocked if it's Juan Soto, to be honest with you. Uh Soto is probably he probably is the best pound for pound player in the National League. Probably. 
when you put in the whole package, he might be the best. Yeah. And somebody that we forgot is somebody that we didn't even mention is the guy who won MVP last year and his teammate in St. Louis, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Yep. Yep. They're just, they're, they're the just so consistent, both of them. I know. One thing you one thing you can take to the bank, and this is not a prediction that we have, uh, Nolan Arenado is your platinum glove winner. I know, right? It's ridiculous. That it's that is so... a guarantee. Take the, just take it to the bank already. Yep. Just just put in your bets right now. Because it's it's nuts. It's he how good he is defensively. Yeah, that's it's insane. All right. The American League. Who do you have winning American League Cy Young? Wait, wait, don't tell me. Is it Shohei Otani? It's not Shohei Otani. Okay. Sorry. I really am. I really am sorry for this. Garrett Cole. Ooh. I know. I know. Homer. I know. Garrett I mean, Cole. He's very good. He's very good. But it's We're hard still not waiting. to give I it. Think- I think as Yankee fans, we're still waiting for that one, like, and he's been very good in pinstripes. I am not saying that he hasn't, but we are waiting for that one monstrous dominant season out of Garrett Cole, and it hasn't happened yet. I think it happens this year. Garrett Cole wins AL Cy Young, but I would also, you're crazy if you're not going to say Shohei Otani potentially in there. Uh, Shane Bieber potentially in the mix as well, and if if both of these if both of these guys could stay healthy, uh, I even think the guys in Tampa could potentially be in the mix as well. Tyler Glass now the big one if he could stay healthy. I've always been a big fan of Glass now, and then Shane McClanahan as well. Yep. So those would be my picks, and then even the guys in Houston, especially Framber Valdez, would be a, a sneaky pick, and then Luis Castillo as well. That would be another another very, very uh, good choice. But for me, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole wins uh, AL Cy Young. Also, uh, Pablo Lopez and Kevin Gosman. As sure. Well. Oh, 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 my God. Kevin Gosman, yes. Lopez, I'm yeah. not so sure, but Gosman, absolutely yes. Great, great yeah. shout. Um, I mean, there's a there's a chance that Shohei Otani might not even be the best pitcher in his own division. But I still think, I think that he wins the Cy Young. The American League Cy Young. Okay, that's right. That's very fair. I, I can't. I can't combat you with that. Yeah. Um, MVP. Has a player ever won? Well, yeah. No players have won both, right? In one yeah. season. Yeah. Verlander. Yeah. Verlander. Verlander. Kershaw. Hmm. I don't know if Shohei does it again because there's such there's such great position player talent in the American League that I just don't think he does. But he's gonna put up a he's gonna put up a fight to win AL MVP also, which is nonsense because the Angels are might I mean the Angels might make the playoffs, but they also might not make the playoffs and they might have like the best player probably ever on their team. Two of the best players ever on their team. It's criminal what they're doing in Los Angeles. But um I'm kind of beating around the bush here. Who do I have winning American League MVP? Uh I think it's going to be it's really it's between Aaron Judge and Vladdy and Vladdy Guerrero Jr. in Toronto. So 
Yeah. I'm shocked you're not you're not picking uh picking Otani because he's he's one of the guys that I'm also I'm considering. Well, I am. But I like there's there aren't too many wrong answers. No, when they're, you're they're looking they're, at AL MVP. Kind of like the NL. I'm going with Otani. Okay. I'm going with Otani for AL MVP has a monster season before the bidding war of 2024 for Shohei Otani. Welcome to future New York Met Shohei Otani. Welcome to future New York Yankee Shohei Otani. Oh, get the fuck out of here. No, I don't think he's going to the Yankees. I don't. I don't see it. I don't think he's that going to the Mets. And for what it's worth, I don't think he's going to the Mets either. The Mets just don't have – like where are they getting the money from? I think if he was going to come to the East Coast, I think he would have done it. I think he stays out West. He'd be interesting in Seattle. Oh my God, he'd be he'd be amazing in Seattle. But and there already is a really, yeah, there there's a proven track record of success with Japanese players in Seattle. Yep, and with uh, you know Yusei Kikuchi, Ichiro, and it you know, and they're they were owned by Nintendo for a while. Also, yeah. the Giants, <laughs> the Giants as well, because we saw the Giants were in a market for a star. They throw five hundred million bucks at the table at Shohei Otani. You think he's? You think he's going to be able to say no to the Giants? No. Right. Right. The Padres will have to make a decision to make if 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 they were to if they go Otani or if they go Soto. I think they go Soto. So then that possibly leaves the Dodgers wide open to pursue uh, Otani. I do think he stays west. Personally, with what money is the are the Dodgers going to sign Shohei Otani with? Is the it's the right. same thing with the Mets? It's like what money. I would love that, but like, with I think what money? every team in Major League Baseball is going to find extra money that they could throw the way of Shohei Otani. I mean, with the with the Bally Sports uh, fiasco happening, with what money? It, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very interesting. Twenty twenty four free agency is going to be weird, um, because uh, like depending on what sort of closure happens with the regional sports network deals and like the media rights deals and if teams how much money do teams actually have to spend on free agents and also their own guys right that's a whole nother discussion as you know bird and i love to go on our tangents on this podcast yes we do but uh, al manager of the year this one's a bit easier for me even though the he doesn't make the playoffs in my prediction if he does make the playoffs i think it's gonna be brandon hyde with baltimore yeah, yeah it's a great shot it's great, yeah. Chad. I, I can't. I can't hate on that. Uh, Dusty Baker. I another great shot. I love Dusty Baker. I do too. I do too. He is. He is absolutely amazing, and I know with him, you know, the Astros winning the World Series, that you, you had to feel a little bit good for Dusty Baker. You you really did. Um, but the runner up to that. You think I'm going to say Aaron Boone? I'm not going to say Aaron Boone. You think I'm going to say Brandon Hyde? I'm not going to say Brandon Hyde, even though Brandon Hyde is a great shout. Scott Cervais. Yeah, Scott Cervais is as a like before we were recording this. I'm like they should give Scott Cervais some sort of lifetime achievement award. They should. For, I feel like he, has he ever won Manager of the Year? No. That's criminal. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the it's the same argument, honestly, as Brandon. Brandon Hyde. Scott Cervais has seen some shit in Seattle in the same way that Brandon Hyde has seen some shit in Baltimore and they deserve to, you know, 
to not only see their teams do well, but also win manager of the year because right. I cannot believe that he hasn't. Yeah. And not Aaron Boone because never Aaron Boone. Yeah. Well, you're like most Yankees fans and want Aaron Boone fired out of a trebuchet. Correct. At least once a week. Correct. Once a week. How about once a day? Yeah. Um, I think that is it. We have everything yeah, I covered here. It. I think that's it. Really exciting for baseball and seeing how the season goes. Best of luck to the Yankees. And, you know, I'd be excited for uh, Subway Series Part 2 also. Oh, my God. I think we kill each other. Yeah, probably. It's like, if the, it's like that joke that we made if the Cowboys and Jets ever, may, ever meet in the Super Bowl, that yes. we wouldn't talk to each other for a month. Regardless of what happens. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the exact same. But best of luck to the New York Mets. Best of luck to New York uh, New York Mets fans. Um, I wish you all nothing but endless bliss and, and, and happiness. Wow. That's the nicest thing you've ever said. Oh. <laughs> I will not I will not be telling you the gesture the bird just made. Nope. But <laughs> nope, that just... was that was from the heart. I'll just say that it, that it is basically a more vulgar equivalent of saying what he said with crossed fingers behind his back. Sure, sure. Yeah. So just use your imagination on that one. Um, well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast. You can find all episodes for every your podcast. For my co-host at Birdsaw, I am Alan Pastor, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.